Hello, everyone. This is Bill Apter, and I just finished taping an episode of Count It Out with Mike and Tyler, or Tyler and Mike. They're brilliant hosts. You've got to listen. You've got to see. Count it out. Yeah, I endorse it. They've got the After Chat seal of approval. Hey, everybody. Carrie Silken, Ring of Honor Ambassador. And I'm on here with Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. Check us out. Well, we are live, pals, and as you heard at the top of the show, welcome to another edition of the Bill After Seal of Approve, Counted Out with Mike and Tyler. My name is Tyler. I am joined by the one and only Mojito Mike. Mike, what's up, brother? I'm tired. It's late. We, oh, yeah. We're suckers. We, we do this to ourselves. We do this at fucking in the middle of the goddamn night for some fucking reason. Midnight o'clock. Here we are. Midnight o'clock. And it's Man, always it's always two o'clock by the time we're recording showtime. And showtime. one of us, if not both of us, is always in the bag. We, we we're, we're, <laughs> we're not smart people. I mean, we do it to ourselves, but it's for the love of the game. And there's no better time to talk about wrestling than when you're drinking with your best buddy, right? Yeah, there you go. Hey. Hey. All right. So um, big show this week. Mike, you're going to be doing the top seven Ring of Honor final would, battle would, matches. Would you say it's a very would you say it's a very special edition? No. It's not a no, special oh no, okay, because every fucking episode of counted uh, of the cl- uh, classic match classroom is a very special ep- have you noticed that about yourselves you know i say that a lot for this show as well especially and, when we have a guest on i'm always like very special I, edition and it's not and it's not just you it's uh, it's uh it's anthony too because he always puts it in the fucking write-up because i'm the one because i go and i copy the write-up for the web for the web page every fucking week on this special <laughs> edition is it any more special than last week i mean i mean we do special things all around on the count out family but i'll tell you what it'll be special it'll be special when anthony finally admits that the 1997 bad blood hell in the cell is the greatest hell in the cell in history 100 percent. at least he agreed with me that the build for survivor series 97 sucked with brett and sean it got the first ever failing grade in the history of classic match classroom f wow it was bad I, I told you, I know, you know what, this is kind of a conversation I want to have really quick, because I, I know you've got a surprise um, debate topic here that you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this out here. I'm going to say the same thing I said to Anthony as well. I don't think that Degeneration X is one of the greatest factions of all time anymore. I know we talked about this off air. I don't agree with you. I won't agree with you. Well, let me say my reasons for the people listening to this before they're like, well, you fucking idiot, blah, blah, blah. Go watch anything, 1997, Degeneration X, and try not to turn the channel these days. It is bad. It is bad, 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 right? I'm going to be uh, re-watching the DX and Nation feud. That was soon. bad. 
See, that's what I remember being amazing. I love the DX Nation feud. And that's going to be... Even as a teenager, I didn't like it because of all the stupid racist shit. I didn't find they went too racist other than when they when, when they went Xbox did the blackface. That was really bad, but I, I didn't oh, think the okay. rest no, of the no, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. You're right. It's You're thinking of the Heart Foundation, Bill. Yeah, that, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, because when the, when, when the nation got involved and, yeah. and, and they, they were blamed, they, they were accusing uh, the Heart Foundation of, of being racist and saying saying that, you know, Brett called them the N-word and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, yeah that was Absolutely horrible. terrible absolutely terrible there's no place for that shit in wrestling so the dx this is how i'm breaking it down see what i did there oh i didn't even Uh need to do that break it down um if the dx and the nation feud sucks then that's it for me dx is not even a top 10 if the dx nation feud holds up all right you're in there but like because i don't like the first incarnation dx i love the the xbox no age outlaws incarnation i remember it very fondly from my childhood and i didn't like the dx where they feuded with vince i didn't i just didn't do anything for me so degeneration x is in trouble with my books okay uh, i also want to give a quick shout out to our good friends um wrestling on the rise podcast i was talking uh over there at the barry wrestling show this weekend just such a great dude his block was great in the tournament um he's gonna come on our show and do some collaboration with us uh, just uh go check out some of his work over there just fantastic stuff gotta give a plug to the wrestling on the rise podcast right on so uh i don't want to talk about the cuts this week do you kind of okay. not really not really because well, you told me off uh, air you didn't so i was just trying to be cool but uh fucking that... sandbag me <laughs> um well you'll find out in a minute what i mean I don't. I don't want to go into detail. We don't need to list them off, and we we like we've done in the past. There's no point. There's no. Uh, I couldn't even begin to say where I want people to go, or where no. I think people well, are going to go. Now that Ring of Honor, especially now with, with with Ring of Honor gone, it's. Did it's any too names sad. surprise you on the it's list? At least, sad. how about I ask you uh, that? Did any names Keith surprise Lee. you, Keith, Keith Lee? Lee? I was surprised by Kieran Cross. I got the idea that Vince didn't really wasn't high on carrying the minute you put the, put him in that S fucking S and M shit. So See, this I, is I this know. is weird because that's where I thought Vince was high on him because Vince is weird like that. Mm. Uh, I, I was that, not surprised by Keith and, Lee. And, and now and now apparently the reason he that he got on the chopping block was because he wasn't over on Raw. So no shit, he wasn't over. You dressed you dressed him up like fucking. God knows what. So yeah, no. Frankie Monet too. Um, Taylor. Uh, Big what, surprise. That one Big was surprise. that one. I was pretty pissed about too. But yeah, I mean, me at the end of the day, it sucks. And hopefully, uh, uh, there's so much talent that's been released there, and, and they're all talented. Like a lot of them are going to bounce back, and and we've seen in the past with with talent getting released, and you know, it's not the end of the world for them. You know, the, their their skills will shine, and uh, there's oh. a, a great amount of wrestling in the world for them to find right now. Well, here's what I want to do with this. I, before you we went on air, I, I sent to you a little list of every wrestler that worked during the Attitude Era mm-hmm. from 1997 to 2001, which, you know, say what you want about the era, whether it's your favorite or it's not, it doesn't really matter. Nobody can take away that it was wrestling's biggest boom period. Yep. Okay. So let's take wrestling's biggest boom period okay. and let's go Nick Khan on the son of a bitch. So let's say, so let's say the Vince McMahon comes to you and says you you need to take ten people off that roster. 
who do you take off? First of all, when was Tito Santana in the Attitude Era? Because he's there's on this list. There's a few people on the list I'm questioning. Um, that must have been on just like same coming... with Carino. I don't remember Carino being there. Carino might was he involved at all in the uh, invasion? Nope. He did Not some at dark all? matches. That was it. Hmm. Because uh, even Backlund, I, I, I was like, okay, Backlund, I remember he was managing, yeah. he was managing and popping in and out at the time. Okay. Um. Yeah, there's there's a few people I I'm I'm questioning. So what year are we talking here, though? I need a little bit more than this because you're giving me this is a big uh, gap. Well, I, I, just is, whoever's on this list, who am I cutting? Whoever whoever's on this list. All right. Yeah, I know they weren't all on, uh, on the roster at the exact same time, but let's just. Let's let's play Benish of the Doe here. Okay. Uh, do you need? Do you want me to go first? So you have some time to look at it, or or, or you, you want to go to start yeah, shopping? Go ahead. You want to give me yours? Yeah. Um, if I had to do cuts on here, I, I I'm I am cutting Bob Backlund. Uh, but uh, in '97, Backlund's not needed. The tag teams um, count as one or two people. Go ahead and count them as one if you'd like. Okay. And in that case, I get to cut another one because I so in that case, my next one is actually a tag team because I cut both Brian Adams and Brian Clark. No, good uh, call. Yeah. R- R- can go fuck a duck. Um, I was never a fan of Brian Clark to begin with. Uh, Rath never did it for me. Brian Adams, I, don't get me wrong, I fucking love me some crush. But if we're talking this era of crush, um, 97 crush. I can fuck with yeah but if but but 2001 crush can go suck a dick um so yeah i'm got i'm cutting right i'm what was was their name chronic chronic Chronic. Chronic. um i'm cutting bull buchanan no i love bull buchanan i had a soft spot for him yeah don't you dare cut Uh, galga or i'll punch you i cut galga come on i'm sorry man listen i love me some john tenta but fuck galga um I'm cutting me some Joey abs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm cutting Hugh Morris. Yeah, I would cut him as well. This might be uh, controversial because uh, I know he's talented. I just never saw the hip factor in him. I'm cutting Mark Jindrak. I was, he's on my list too. I, as I scroll here, he's on my list. I'm cutting Nicole Bass. Yep. I am cutting the cat. Nope. You wouldn't cut the cat? Speaking of the cat, Lucy the cat just took a big old shit right behind me. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> uh, well, you you like Miss Kitty? I do. I'd like Miss Kitty. She didn't do All much right. for me, but uh, she helped me through my teenage years. So for that. <laughs> when the fuck was George the Animal Steel on the fucking... Oh, he was part was of the oddities. Part, he was part of the oddities. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get to cut one more because I counted uh, Chronic as one. Um, I see a big one. I think that you should cut. I think because there's some like obvious names that I'm like, but maybe they could be fucking saved and and repackaged and changed. You know. Like, 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 I don't like Mike Awesome's character at this point, but Mike Awesome was great. So yeah, I, I wouldn't cut him. Awesome. He's, he, you know I mean? I'm surprised he didn't do more with Vince. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut uh, uh, fucking 
the other not the other Mean Street Posse guy. Um, oh yeah, Rod, Pete Rod, Gass, Rod, Rodney. Rod, not, not Rodney, not Pete. I like, I like Pete. I like too. Pete Gass. Me too. Uh, Joe, He's a likable Ab- guy too. Yeah, Joey Abs and Rod- and uh, Rodney can both suck a dick. All right, fair. Um, all right, I'm gonna start from the bottom of the list and work my way up. Then I'm gonna cut um, Tori. Xbox Tori and Kane's Tori. Yeah, okay, I see that. Yeah, I'm gonna cut her. She's never clicked. Yeah. Um, I also always hated that outfit she wore, like the the, the bodysuit. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cut Sean Stasiak. Okay, good. Uh, that I'm okay with that. I thought you were gonna say Sean O'Hare, and I was gonna question no, you. But... No, I'll keep O'Hare. I'm gonna cut the Public Enemy. Okay, I really gave thought to, to 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 cutting them as well. I love them in ECW. They didn't do it for me in WCW, and they sure as hell didn't do it for me in WWE. I will also cut Nicole Bass. Yeah, I will cut Mark Jindrak as well. I will cut. That's five. I'm at. I will cut. As I scroll through the list here, I will cut Hugh Morris mm-hmm. six. Golga, you are safe with me. <laughs> Gene Olga was in there at the time. No shit, eh? Well, he did WrestleMania. He only because he did oh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 17. 17, right? So fair, fair. Um, I'm going to cut. Wow, this is getting tough now. I'm gonna it, cut. It, it I'm gonna cut. Um, Carl Ouellette is on this list. I'm gonna cut him. I couldn't. I couldn't cut PCO, man. I couldn't do. Yeah, it. but at this time he wasn't PCO. So what's that? That's yeah, seven. Yeah. Uh, I'll cut Chronic as my eight. Yeah. I will cut. Ooh, I. I want to say Ahmed Johnson, but like he but, was, he had potential for a bit there. He did. Granted, my favorite Ahmed Johnson stuff was all in '96, so maybe I could cut him in this era because this one, he didn't really do much. This in one's 90s. gonna pay me to do. I'm gonna cut the Rock and Roll Express because yeah. they just they, it just wasn't they, didn't do a whole they just lot. didn't fit yeah. in with the Attitude Era. Yeah, and uh, I've got one more. I've got what, what was the re- what was the reason to be there? Pretty much just they're doing the NWA the new, stuff. The, the, yeah, just a feud with the new uh, Rock and Roll Express, right? Or the yeah. new the new Midnight Express. I mean. yeah, yeah, they were teamed up with Cornette for a bit. Yeah. Um, I can't cut Barry Windham, even though he should be cut no, at this point. No, I love I, some I, Barry Windham. I, I, I could never cut Barry Windham. I, I, I'm gonna the go same thing, the same thing with the Legion of Doom. Yeah, same Legion thing. Doom didn't whole do a whole lot for me at this point, <laughs> point in time, but I still couldn't cut them. I'm gonna same cut Ahmed. With, I'll go with, with Ahmed for my last one. I, th- I thought about cutting Fat Scott Hall, but he's Scott Hall. Yeah, I, I thought about him. Maven as well, but I had a soft spot for Maven. <laughs> Remind me to bring Adam on the show one day. Get 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 him to say tell tell his Maven story. Oh, he hates like... he, he hates Maven with a passion. Mm, I like to hear it's that. Pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, like I could say Rick Rude too, but I he was the only thing I liked about ninety seven DX. So, <laughs> all right, that yeah, that fun. was just my that was just my fun little let's let's fit stuff in uh why don't i gotta get a drink why don't you tell people what our list is today and why we're doing the list yeah so we're gonna do a little bit of um ring of honor talk here now we went back and forth on a couple ideas we we talked about great greatest rivalries in ring of honor but it's just so 
so much and, and so long. So uh, we decided to kind of focus in on the final battle pay-per-view since that's going to be their final event. Mike's going to count down the top seven final battle matches in Ring of Honor history, uh, kind of a fitting way uh, that they're ending with final battle because it is their big show that they do every year. It is called final battle. And, and it looks like this is going to be the final battle. The more that we're hearing coming out here, the debt that uh, Sinclair broadcasting is in with ring of honor is it's scary stuff. And it, it's making me a little bit worried that maybe we're not going to see ring of honor come back again. And, and I really hope that's not true. You know, when I, I ring of honor, especially like 2005 end of 2000 middle of 2004 to like the end of 2006 it's my like favorite time period of wrestling next to the crockett era of wrestling you know when you had the title reign of uh, american dragon you had the ring of honor versus czw feud you had samoa joe with his dominant title reign as well uh joe versus punk joe versus kabashi like all this stuff during that time period and in, in ring of honor, uh, like I said, next to that Crockett era from uh, like 86 to like 89, those are my two favorite periods in, in wrestling history. I like ring of honor 2004 to 2007 better than the attitude era I'll, any day of the week. Agree. The I've said it a thousand times. The attitude era is extremely overrated. People are just hanging on to their their childhood. It's really what it is. Yeah, it doesn't if, hold if, up. If anybody really goes back and watches it, uh, there are some good stories. Of course, there's Austin. Like we, I've talked about it a thousand times. Austin McMahon is one of the greatest story ever told. But that's 1% of the Attitude Era. Yeah. You know, there, there are some good things, but there's a lot of shit. Well, let's let's shift back over to Ring of Honor for a minute here. And I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I kind of talked about this a little bit off air with you. But, you know, we always talk about the big dogs in Ring of Honor, your Samoa Joes, your American Daniels and American Danielson. Wow. I'm only half a drink in. I'm only half a drink in, folks. It's going to be a long one. Um, American Dragon, Brian Danielson, your CM Punks, your... um, uh jay lethals your briscoes like those are all like the heavyweights but you know looking looking back over ring of honor who do you think some of the unsung heroes are in ring of honor that maybe they don't get that shine that they should get like do you have any names that pop out do you even current roster mike um first name that comes to my mind is jimmy jacobs great great call right off the bat Um, and you can even say bj whitmer in that same breath as well for sure um matt david Yep. Matt David is a definite one for me. Um, well, since I already mentioned uh, um, Jacobs, might as well mention uh, Tyler Black. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely call him an unsung hero. Uh, I think he does get his, a lot more credit than the other guys in, in uh, Age of the Fall, but not as much as he deserves. Um. Oh, I'm gonna, I, I got a couple. So I got a couple that come to my mind. I'm going to say the American Wolves. Okay, yeah. I think they yeah, get lost definitely. in the shuffle. I know that they're both former world champions, and but but man, like you know, when you're talking about the best tag teams in Ring of Honor history, it's always the Briscoes. Like the Wolves are right there with them, right? They're always talking about Steen and Generico and the Briscoes and and the Kings of Wrestling are another great one that kind of flew under the radar. Kings of Wrestling, definitely. I was I was going to say as well, Claudio. I love Chris Hero, but Claudio, holy fuck. 
Uh, um, Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong, we both call one of the greatest wrestlers to not be called one of the greatest wrestlers. You know what I mean? It's unfair. Kyle O'Reilly, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a guy, yes, he does get a lot of credit for his time in ROH, but only from his cult following, not from the masses. I'm going to say Colt Cabana. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, and, and Cabana was lined up with Punk for a long time there, but even still, like, Everyone, you know, I don't know if Cabana got lost and, and Punk Shadow, people mm-hmm. can say, or he just never got over to that level on his own. But Colt Cabana is one of the guys that put it on this map. I've got one that I don't know if you agree with or not, uh, because a lot of people do say that he's on the Mount Rushmore, but not enough people say it. And that's Homicide. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with you. 100%. I think he Homicide. Doesn't, he doesn't. He, he gets the credit from the people who know, like... Like when you know when he, you hear Ian Riccoboni talk about him every week, he talks about him like he's a fucking. He might as well be Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he's not treated like that from the fan from from the modern fan base, unfortunately. Um, Alex Shelley is another one. Yeah, yeah. Generation Next. What a stable that I mean, was. Austin Aries, Roderick Strong, Alex Shelley, and Jack Evans. Listen, I know he's not Mister Arrowage. Okay. He's known for his work in, in many other territories, but the work he put in in ROH, I think he doesn't get the credit for, and that's AJ Styles. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say that. You know, I, you know who I thought you were going to say there was Steve Carino. Yeah, well, Carino as well. I mean, just last week we were talking about how much I love scum. So yeah. Carino's a, it doesn't. Everybody knows how much I love Carino. It doesn't matter where he works; he's one of the best. Mm. Do you have a favorite? Um, um, do you have any favorite Ring of Honor moments or any favorite Ring of Honor? See, again, that's so hard. Um, like when you think entire, of Ring of Honor, what comes to your what comes to your mind when you think about Ring of Honor? Um, because I've been so into the to the current product in the last two three years, I unfortunately or fortunately think of a lot of the modern stuff right away, uh, mm-hmm. just because that's what I've been watching. Uh, not because it's any better than the old stuff. I don't think it is. But uh, right away, my, like my first thoughts are, the, are this year's uh, or last year's pure tournament, yeah. the entire tournament. Um, you know, I think back to uh, the Briscoes feud with, with, with the G.O.D. The, Bisco, the Briscoes feud against each other this year was, yeah. was, was, was so fun. And you can say that about almost any period of their careers. Like they, they had and a couple of really good feuds against each trust, other. Trust me, we're going to talk some Briscoes tonight. <laughs> I really like the Briscoes. You know, the Briscoes are, in my book, one of the greatest, they are the greatest tag team in the world to not be talked about as the greatest tag team in the world. Fair. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like they never get put in that conversation because they've never been at the big show. You okay. know what I mean? I got, I got one more question for you and then I want to get to your list. Mm-hmm. And this one, again, I'm going to put you on the spot. So ring of honor. Uh, I'm not going to count the six man titles here in this one, but uh, you've got the world, te- the world heavyweight champion. You've got the mm-hmm. pure champion, you've got tag team champions and the television champion, right? Mm. Who do you think the best champion in each division was? Come on, you're doing this to me right now. I'll go first if you want some it's, time. It's, I mean, the tag obviously is the Briscoes. Yeah, I, I mean, I will, no, not, not even that, a that, question. That's, that's hands down. 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and agree with our uh, with our listener base and say that Samoa Joe is the greatest ROH champion of all time. I think he's the most important, but I think Nigel's reign was better. Oh, that I, I'm I'm willing to uh, concede to that. Nigel is um, my pick for the pure champion as well. Gresham's for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, no, I know, I know it's he's my number I know two. It's the modern thing, but just the things Gresham has done to bring that back. Mm-hmm. He worked so fucking hard to make that title mean something again. Yeah. That it's for me, it's got to be Gresham. Um, I don't know a lot about the Ring of Honor TV title. I'm not. Neither do I. That's that, just, I was hoping. Yeah. Get off the list I, on TV title. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of lists, oh. I am doing. I am doing the. Uh, the seven greatest matches in the history of Final Battle, and I did know. I know that you did mention that uh, Final Battle will be their last pay per view, last pay per view until the hiatus. Do you I'm think they really... come back? I think they come back for a show in March. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know. I do think they have a show. Is there going to be anything after that show? I don't know. Is it, you know, are we going to be wishing at that point that Final Battle was the last show? I don't know. But I think they're not going to give up like that. I don't think Sinclair is going to, is going to give up. And, you know, everyone's talking about Sinclair's debt. I'm going to be honest with you, man. $12 million really ain't that much. I mean, it depends who you're talking I to. I mean, yeah. I don't know how big of a deal Sinclair is, so. Yeah. But, uh I mean, I wish somebody like instead of them just dying, I, I really wish somebody would just go and buy them. Like, I mean, the tape give, library alone. If you and, give, and we've talked give about Sinclair, this. like if if I had twenty million dollars on in my back pocket right now, that that'd be you know you give Sinclair the twelve million to get them out of the hole. You give them some some extra cash for for the for the tape library. Give them some extra cash for the for everything to say I own ROH now. You then you call Gabe. Buy, they, then you, you go and you buy back those contracts. Fuck Gabe. <laughs> I'm running the show, baby. Oh my god! I'm well, not. If you want to see how Mike's run this show, I'll just tune into Big Smoke yeah. Wrestling next week. That's Maple. Oh, Leaf sorry, Pro. Maple Thank Leaf Pro. Much. Sorry, yeah. I drink a lot during there. <laughs> so, uh, so let, let's just jump right into it. Um, I got to. I, I'm a lucky boy, man. I got to watch a lot of uh, really good wrestling this week. Uh, watched a bunch of final battle matches. Uh, some that I've been re-watching and something i watched for the first time so it was really fun my number seven was extremely difficult because i fought between two matches number seven is uh, the hardest uh, for anyone yeah. listening to this number seven is always the hardest one number seven do. went back and forth and both matches involved the same man you know this is going to be a hell of a list when no matter what my number seven was going to feature one of the greatest competitors in the history of Ring of Honor, and that's the American Dragon himself. Ooh. My number seven comes from 2008, and that's Daniel Bryanson versus Morishima. I love it. Is this the no-holds-barred one? Yes. This match is I, fucking awesome. And Hammerstein? Ne- or not yeah. Hammerstein. Is it Hammerstein? No. Yeah. Uh, no, man. Is it Hammerstein? Is that, Whatever the, the bigger version is. Yeah, it is Hammerstein. Not Manhattan Center. It, it's Hammerstein. I, I, I can't remember. But anyways, the match itself, I'd never seen it before. I was never really interested in it before because I'm not a fan of, of Morishima. Um, I don't know a whole lot of his career. I like I like Marishima's, Again, Marishima's ROH you, stuff. You, 
you know, I, I'm not a huge strong style guy, so I kind of stay away from certain guys. Um, but this match was a lot more than, than I thought it was going to be. It was so much fun. I'm a big fan of um, Danielson's work in ROH compared to his, his work in, in WWE. Me too. Um, his wrestling style. He There's so much in his arsenal in, in, in Ring of Honor that he never used in WWE. One of my favorite moves ever that he used to do all the time was when he would his opponent would be sitting and he would get behind them and start using the elbows right to the chest. Love that move. Mm -hmm. And in this match, he wraps that chain around his arm and just starts going to fucking town. And if that's not enough, he uses the other move that he never used in WWE, one of the greatest submission moves in the fucking history of ROH, and that's the cattle decapitation. Cattle mutilation. Mutilation, sorry. Cattle decapitation is a metal band. (laughs) Uh, The cattle mutilation throws that on and boom, Morishima is out and Danielson wins. So um, it's a great match. That's such a great move. Um, you can tell me if this is right or wrong, because I haven't been watching the product, but I've been told that Brian, uh, uh, that uh, Danielson brought that move back out in the AEW. He has brought Catamulation yeah. back. Yeah, absolutely awesome. he has. Um, so I, I want a couple points I want to touch on this match, because this is something that I am familiar with. I have seen this match. But it's um, the buildup to this match was really fantastic as well. Um, after mm-hmm. Danielson lost the belt, he took six months off to heal up. Mm-hmm. He returned at their first pay-per-view in a tag match with uh, Nigel. I can't remember who teamed with who, but it was, I think it was Morishima and Nigel against Danielson. And like, I don't, I don't remember who the other person was. I'm sorry. Um, then Danielson challenged Morishima for the title. And in the match, uh, he broke his eye socket. Like the, his, yeah. he had a retina problem with it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kind of built this rivalry up over time. And this was a blow-off match. It was a no-DQ match, if I'm not, or a fight without honor, right? Is that what they call yep. it? Yep. The first spot in this match is Danielson flipping into the crowd on Morishima. Yep. Like, you knew from the second <sighs> that this match was going to start that it was going to be fucking awesome. Exactly. It was. These guys had great chemistry together. They didn't need the title on the line for this one. Morishima had lost the belt to Nigel by this point, I believe. I think it was even better that Morishima didn't go in as the champion. Yes, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I agree. No, and it gave because it gave the, the match a bit more of a personal touch. It wasn't just like, okay, two guys fighting over a belt. It was personal and, and it felt personal. I like I that. love this match. It, it's one of my, I'd say it's in my top 10 favorite Ring of Honor matches of all time. Wow, fantastic. Um, my number six is, I don't know if you've seen this cause it is quite recent. We're, we're only going two years ago and we're going to, uh, to final battle 2019. Um, my favorite all time tag team versus my favorite current tag team. And we're going the, uh, the, the Briscoes is the champions defending against, uh, Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal. I have not seen this match, but there's no way that this match can be bad. We will make sure you see this match. It is just non-stop. Like both teams give it their fucking all. It's a, it's incredible. You have basically the old guard in in Jay Lethal, you know, bringing up this young puppy in Jonathan Gresham, saying we can do this together. We can do this. They they tell a great story just even without the Briscoes. And then the Briscoes come in. You know, with the chance going in this match, the the Briscoes. Okay. And they're not walking out with them. 
No, I knew that. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the, fa- the foundation uh, uh, walks out as champs in this in a great moment. And it's just it's just a really great match. A lot of high-flying shit, a lot of uh, very violent shit. Very cool match. Very, very enjoyable. Um, we're going to stay on a bit of a, a Briscoe's kick here. Yeah, My yeah. number five, we're going to 2006. Um, and we're doing the Briscoe's versus the Kings of Wrestling, Chris Hero and Claudio fantastic um i've seen this match this is where chris here and claudio win the tag titles right i don't remember if they actually because i didn't get around to rewatching the match unfortunately this time around um but i don't know if they had the titles on the line this i'm, I'm this pretty sure match. that the finish of this match was uh that the uh they hit a, they hit one of the briscoes in the ribs with like a briefcase what year was it no no this wasn't it no what no. year what year was this match 2006 are you sure? Yes. The, and, right. the, and, the, and the Briscoes win the match. Okay, then I'm thinking of a totally different match. Yeah, you definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mixed it up. I mixed it up with a different match. I do apologize okay. to our listeners. There, there's a lot of really, really fun spots in this match. There's a great spot where Claudio has both Briscoes. Like, one Briscoe's legs are wrapped around his neck from the front, and the other Briscoe's legs are wrapped around his legs from the back, and he just starts spinning around like a fucking helicopter. It's so crazy it's how he does that, eh? Yeah, it's so good, man. Now, a lot of fun stuff. A lot of near falls. Every time you think, uh, there's a few times you think Chris Hero has, you know, Jay down for it, and then something happens just at the split second. and Really fun, re- really entertaining. Um, great, great wrestling match. I... For anybody who just doesn't understand how good Chris Hero is, go watch this match. He's so good. Everybody he, knows how good Cesaro is, okay? Everybody knows. Everybody knows how good the Briscoes are. But if, you, if you've only been watching wrestling for a few years and you only know Chris Hero as Cassius Ono, do yourself a favor and go to ROH and watch some Chris Hero stuff. And while you're at it and watching no. this match, give a praise to Larry Sweeney. Sweet and sour Larry Sweeney was such yeah, a man. great and it's such and, a tragedy with him. And and, and he plays oh, a good, so, good role in this match. He's so good. Like yeah. I love Larry Sweeney is one of the most underrated managers of all time. Agreed. Um, sticking we're sticking to our uh, Briscoe's theme. We're going to my number four. At 2014, and we have Jay Briscoe as the challenger for Adam Cole's ROH World Championship. This match is on a long list of matches that I have never seen before that I, I really want wow, to see. Wow, dude, yeah. it's so fun. It's so violent. This is a, a, a fight without honor. Um, there's a, a spot that I think everybody has seen done before, like in other matches, um, by the, especially with the Bucks and stuff like that. But they the way they do it, they sell it so well. Where uh, Jay fills, um, or is it the other way around? No, fucking Adam Cole fills Jay's mouth full of thumbtacks and then super kicks him. I like that just, spot. Oh, me too. And I know a lot of people think of the the Bucks when when you see that spot, but I think of this match. It's so good. Um, very violent match. A lot of really cool like like spots outside the ring and shit like that and uh jay wins the championship and just it's a great moment for roh in that moment you know what i mean because mm-hmm. because jay's an roh boy right my number three talking about a great roh moment it's just one of those uh amazing we thought it was a blow off you we thought this was the end of uh, end to a few but it but it wasn't but I'm going to 2010, 
And I'm going mask versus career, generical versus steam. That's a great match. Now, I could have done ladder war in 2012. Yeah, I know you were debating between them. This is just the better match. And unfortunately, spoiler, ladder war didn't even didn't even get on the on the list. I think Um, you're gonna get some heat from that from some people because that match is pretty crazy too. it, It really was, but this is the superior match. I watched them both. Um, there's so much more emotion in this one. Um, I almost feel like I wish that the ladder war never happened because this match happened first, and this was supposed to be the match that if Steen lost, that he retired. And he did lose, but obviously he didn't retire. But uh, you know, you almost wish he did. Um, there's a great spot at the end that I fucking love because the whole thing was about Jericho's mask, right? Yeah. And Jericho's mask has been ripped to shreds and it's falling off. And he's got this chair and he's just about to take Kevin's head off. And Kevin takes out an, an El Generico mask from his pocket and he holds it up in peace. He says, here, have it, have it. And Generico just takes his fucking face off. It's a great With the match chair, right? The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, then, and that, then that's the throwback to the start of their feud a year earlier. Exactly. Right? Because Which the is whole really thing good storytelling. Because, because final Steve, battle against the young Yeah, guys. right? It's, ah, oh, man. Storytelling, kids. Storytelling, kids. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, that's what wrestling's about. At least it used to be. You want to talk about storytelling? You want to talk about grudge? You want to talk about two guys who... Uh, you believed hated each other for a while because they had so many great matches in their career. <sighs> Is my number one, which I'm not getting to yet. Oh, <laughs> because, because it's city. because my number two, I forgot to, I skipped over my number two. <laughs> <laughs> my number you see, you two. You could have got away with that too. You had me there. My number two is just plain old a phenomenal wrestling match from two of the greatest wrestlers that they have ever wrestled ever. And if anybody wants to argue with me, come at me. It's nobody can argue with me here. We're going to 2015 and it's Jay Lethal versus AJ Styles. Oh, current Maple Leaf pro heavyweight champion, AJ Styles. Yeah, baby. Uh, Um, Yeah. This was a big. This was a big time for AJ Styles. Do you remember a lot about what was happening going on going into this? Match? I don't remember the story. I don't remember a lot of the story going well, into this. Not the even match the storyline. Fucking phenomenal. Like AJ, AJ was like big time at this. Like he was the leader of the Bullet Club. He had just mm-hmm. lost the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, I believe. He was really hurt. He was having very bad back issues mm. to the point where he had two bookings. He had. This one against Lethal. And then about three weeks later, he had the Tokyo Dome against Shinsuke Nakamura. Right. And he canceled everything else in between those matches just like to get himself ready, as ready as yeah. he could. He came into this match really hurt. He came yeah. into the Nakamura match really hurt. They are two of the best matches of his career. And then he debuted in the WWE about a month later. Well, that's or right. three weeks he, later, I should say. I think, I think he knew... He had to scratch a few things off his bucket list before he was able to go to WWE. And listen, man, he's a smart enough guy to know, a smart enough guy to know that if he goes to WWE without that last match against Lethal, he might never get it again. Uh-huh. And outside of the WWE, Lethal 
is one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet. And this match had a lot of hype going into it too, right? Because AJ was on fire. The Bullet mm-hmm. Club was the hottest thing in wrestling at this point. In the point. world, yeah. yeah. And Lethal 100%. was in the middle of this incredible title reign that he had. And he was Everybody becoming, thought AJ was going to win the belt here. He was becoming Mr. ROH at this time. Right? Yeah. Right? Like, you know, you look at ROH at this, at this point in time. This is the beginning of the modern era. This is, this is you know, Danielson's gone. Samoa Joe's gone. Uh, Homicide's gone. All these, all these major players in in uh roh are no longer there but but lethal is still there he's their champion other than like it's him it's him and the briscoes at this point you know keeping the old guard and nobody could touch jay at this point no a lot of people though don't understand aj styles history with ring of honor either right Mm -hmm. he was there from day almost day one he was there he had uh, a legendary triple threat match against Paul London and Loki, I believe, at their first anniversary show. He is a former tag team champion with Amazing Red. He was the first ever pure heavyweight champion. And I guarantee you, if that stuff with Rob Feinstein didn't happen, old diddle boy, <laughs> he would be a world champion in that company as well. Because they were really building towards him and Joe title, like pure title against... Uh, uh, world title that was the direction they wanted to go i'm trying to remember to the history between these two guys did they like i know they had a handful but did they have a lot of history in tna together mm, i don't think so not really like you like is, i when when which is lethal, kind of a, which when is lethal kind of was doing his flare stuff like they had a few matches you know what i mean right like, yeah, yeah 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 but they never but like nothing that shy you would have thought that they both would have like been in the X Division killing it, but AJ know. was out of the X Division by the time Lethal the time got Lethal in there, though, in, right? Yeah. Right. Um, which brings me to my number one. I feel like we really sped through this list today, but this, this is just how good this shit is. It, you know, you know, it's a good list when we go through it fast because that means Tyler's not stopping me every five seconds telling me I'm and a how piece can of shit. like even even if you fucked up this list. Every match is still good. Like you, right? You know what I mean. Like I can yeah. argue. I could argue on some orders here and there, but like it doesn't matter. Like this is just a winning list all around. My number one is what I was alluding to before. You want to talk about a grudge match? You want to talk about violence? You want to talk about feeling? You want to talk about emotion? You want to talk about great storytelling? You got to talk about the year 2016. Kyle O'Reilly going up against the champion Adam Cole. Wow. Big match. Okay. I did not peg this to be your number one. It's too good not to be my number one. It's such an amazing match. I, I, I I rewatched it a few times. They had some great matches, very violent matches in, in ROH and they're easy to kind of mush together. Like you did with the Kings of wrestling and Briscoes. Yeah. You know, you like forget which matches, which, but this particular match, it's so good. There's like, there, there's spots where like, O'Reilly's beating them down and, and Cole just look at him and he's like, come on, come on. Just, it's just this fucking look in their face. O'Reilly beats him. O'Reilly beats Cole for the world championship. And one of my favorite moments ever, our good friend, Kerry Silken gets in the ring, hands Kyle O'Reilly the world title and gives him a big hug. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful moment. Um, if it's 2016, I'm going to say this is probably happened. Cole's goodbye. Right, um, that makes about 
That makes no sense. No, no. Cole, Cole beat O'Reilly at the Tokyo Dome a few weeks after this. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but it's uh, anybody who hasn't seen this match needs to see this match. It's two of the greatest wrestlers of the, of the last decade um, in a company where they were allowed to be the two greatest wrestlers of the decade. Um, you know me. I'm not one of the ones to, to shit on WWE all the time. But Kyle O'Reilly is not getting his due over there. I'm sorry he's not. I mean, uh, he, he he, he's had team. some banger matches, though, over there. Yeah, no, he has. He's just not been the Kyle O'Reilly that I remember from ROH. I think, uh, yeah. I, I think the last two years, he's he's ever since that match with Finn Balor, I thought he's really kind of stepped it up. Oh, okay. I, and unfortunately, I still haven't seen that match with Finn Balor. Oh, it's, so, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, okay. Um, I do have a handful of uh, honorable mentions. Do you want me to jump through them first? or do you Yeah, you go through them. I got a couple, so I'll see if you got yeah. them on there. All right. Well, my first one, uh, we're going to go to 07, and uh, we're talking about our boys, the Briscoes, again, as they take on the age of the fall in Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black. Um, 2005, uh, just a fucking banger of a match in Kenta versus Loki. I love that match. Uh, I did put on the 2012 ladder war between Steen and Generico. Um, the match that was in contention for my number seven, instead of Danielson versus Morishima, it was almost Danielson versus Homicide from 2006. Yeah, that's fair. It's a phenomenal match. I just don't like the finish. Fair. The, what it's the Larry? It, it's it's no. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But the 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 Danielson wins, and then they restart the match, and then I, I don't like that shit. Yeah. I'm not, the, I, I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. So that that takes me out of the match. Um, the lariat was fine. You know, him winning without lariat, cool. But um, if it would have just happened straight in the match, I would have been better with it. Um, Austin Aries versus Joe. Listen, say what you want about the match. It's great. I can't make my list for one reason, one reason only. I don't like Austin Aries. I'm fair. I, fair. I'm just not a fan. Um, same reason the next match couldn't make my list. Uh, a, la- a ladder war in 2018 between the Briscoes, SCU, and the Bucks. Just because I'm not a fan of the Bucks. That it's match was good, though. Pure and simple. Um, last match on my list on my uh, honorable mentions is just a it's kind of a D cup from way back in 2003. And we're looking at uh, a guy who made his return to Ring of Honor just in the last year in John Walters as he took on Xavier. Really good fucking match if you haven't seen it. Okay, fair. Um, the the same year I've got two here that I'll, I'll go through. The same year that um, Loki and Kenta fought. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson fought Marafuji on the same card. Okay. Very good match. Uh, and I've got one here, Davey Richard versus Eddie Edwards. Uh, it's where oh. they went about 40, they went 41 minutes. I believe mm. it's where Davey Richards wins the world title finally. You know what? We should have mentioned Davey Richards earlier in the conversation when we we're talking about, you know, people who don't get their, their, their credit. I did. I said the American Wolves. Oh, my you first did name. the American Wolves. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah but even Dave, but even Davy Richards as a, a solo star, as a singles competitor. Have you ever seen his match against Tyler Black in Toronto at Death Before Dishonor? No, 
that no. is one that you need to put at the top of your list. It, it's right. literally one of the best. I, I you could say that a million times. One of the best Ring of Honor. Were, you were at that show, yeah? I was not. Oh, you're. I not. was not. No, I. I missed so many Ring of Honor Toronto me, shows. If I could go back too. in time, man, I'm. Yeah. I just kicked myself because at the time I wasn't into New Japan Pro Wrestling. I didn't know anything about it. Right. And I just look at the names that came to Toronto, Okada, Nakamura, like <laughs> NATO. Like, I'm like, what the hell, yeah. man? Like, yeah, I could have saw know. all these guys. Like, I have seen Liger live before. So, like, that's fine. But, like, oh, man, I kicked myself. But I, I have been to three Ring of Honor shows, four Ring of Honor, five Ring of Honor shows, four or five Ring of Honor shows. They've never put on a bad one. Um. I saw the first Ring of Honor show in Toronto where Kevin Steen fought um, Nigel for the title, yeah, which was awesome. Yeah. I saw them in the Markham Fairgrounds where uh, Kenny Omega fought Tyler Black and Brian Danielson in a three-way, yeah, which was awesome. Last week, yeah. And the main event was uh, Kevin Steen and El Generico against the Briscoes, the first time they had fought in, since the latter war and the first time that they had fought with the Briscoes as the challengers, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. What else did I see them do? Uh, I won tickets from Live Audio Wrestling. I saw it was the main event of um, Kevin Steen versus Michael Elgin for the world title. And that was the one where they did the angle where Steen got that package and opened it up and it was Generico's yeah. mask. That signaled the return. Man, I, cool. I, ha- I hate the fact because good chance with everything going on with Elgin, there's a good chance we'll never see him live again. But uh, I, hate, I hate the fact that I've only gotten to see Elgin live once ever me too and but he didn't wrestle oh that sucks i i saw elgin make his t make his impact debut oh yeah yeah when, when he came out after uh brian cage beat um uh johnny impact for the title yeah. and then elgin came out to, to 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 face off with with cage and it was an awesome moment to be there in toronto and seeing elgin come out at the time but knowing now i'll probably never see him wrestle live like, like that that kind of sucks yeah the um the undercard for that elgin scene match had a fantastic match between uh jay lethal and davy richards as well oh wow yeah big time man i love ring of honor it makes me sad what's going on with it it's it makes me very sad um i i i wish nothing but the best there was a rumor and as far as i'm concerned it is just a rumor now um put out there that uh Jonathan Gresham is signed with AEW. Um, I, yeah, Mr. Hughes put that on his Instagram, but he's since deleted it. Okay, so I think maybe Mr. Hughes got some bad information and jumped the gun uh, about it, or maybe he found out and then wasn't supposed to say yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, maybe Gresham's like fucking shut, shut your mouth, dude. Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if Hughes had something to do with Gresham's training or something. I like that. think I think they're like. Yeah, I think they've got a connection somehow. Yeah, you yeah. got you sent me a link of Moose pushing to get the Briscoes and Lethal and Impact, which I think is a great move. I think that that's a genius move. The Briscoes in Impact would be phenomenal. Um, that tag team division could use the Briscoes, a hundred percent. I love I, I love that. I have one that, uh, I, first of all, I would love to see the Briscoes fight FTR once. I don't want the Briscoes to go to AEW. I just want to see that match. Sure. I just, I know you don't like FTR. I think they're so good. Um, I've got one, you know, we talk about all these wrestlers, but I'd like to see Ian Riccoboni go to GCW and have him and Lenny Leonard be the commentating team there. I don't or want even to the part. NWA. I, 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 see, listen, I love the idea. I do. 
but being a GCW fan, their current lineup of KG and, and Dave Prezak really works for me um, because it's it's homegrown. I thought that um, I guess I thought Lenny Leonard was doing a lot of GCW he, shows. He he jumps in. Okay. Like, so so they have they have their two guys. They have Prezak and they have KG. These are their guys. Then every once in a while, um, if Lenny's in town, Lenny will come and do uh, do it as a three man. Okay. okay. Um, if they don't have Lenny, they they sometimes get Schlack, who's a big uh, who's one of the de- the deathmatch guys. If Schlack's not on the card, Schlack will just go and start doing commentary with those guys, um, you know. And every once in a while, depending on the match, he'll get a, a big star in, like they had Mick Foley do do the uh, the Mox uh, yeah uh, a gauge match. You know what I mean? So so yeah, Len- Lenny's been doing it, but he but it's not just him and another guy. It's always part of a three man. Okay, okay. Um, what about Ian to Impact? Do you like Matt Stryker at Impact? Or? I do. I thought Stryker's been good at Impact as well. Impact, like, here's the, here's then the, the thing. the NWA's got to get it because they need a comment. Maybe, maybe, maybe NWA because Ian Riccoboni is the greatest what about commentator NXT? going on right now. NXT, and I don't watch it lately, so I don't even know who's doing the work over there. I. So maybe what if Ian, Ian became our co-host, third wheel? There you go. Woohoo. All right, Ian. Congratulations. <laughs> we'll be in contact with your people. Welcome to the Canada. <laughs> I mean, he is working for Maple Leaf Pro. There you go. Uh, I don't that's good I, enough. Yeah, I don't pay I heard him the pay, I heard the paydays are not very good over there, it's though. Because I pay him in Canadian dollars. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Well, speaking of that, make sure you guys hit the archive. Check out my booking uh episode two of Countout Wrestling. It's up there right now. Uh, check out all of Canadian Pro Wrestling. Check out all of our old interviews, all of our old episodes. It's all on the www.countout7.com. Absolutely. And uh, you know what? Um, I know you're not a big uh, big writer. You don't like writing. I'm putting on the spot here. But I'm going to get you either to do it like write a, write a little blog or do a little video log. I'd love for you to put something on our webpage to just kind of round up your experience at the Lost Berry Wrestling Show. Uh, we, we didn't really talk oh, about it yeah. today. Yeah, but fair. but instead of putting it on this show, I, I you know our, I think our listeners are are we talk about bear wrestling enough to, I think they want to know. Um, maybe next show, I will definitely be at the next bear wrestling show on December fourth, which is a very very special show. If you are in Ontario, please try to get a ticket to this show in Barry. Double shot. Um, it's a double shot. There's two shows in one day, and the second show of the day is a charity event where all the money is going to uh help out the family the family of hacker uh scotty o'shea so that's a that's a big one and the first and the first uh part of the show is also a charity show for uh, a christmas organization i can't remember the name right. of off the top yeah. of my head but it, but it helps families in need and stuff yeah like that. yeah yeah it's gonna so be good it's, and they're it's, really it's loading really... up the finals of the all-ontario cup are going to be on the first half of the show nova returns Absolutely. the show uh, some great angles are going to come to a head there uh, Puff and Pretty Ricky are going to fight. Uh, Holden mm-hmm. and Corey Stone are going to have a hardcore match, which is going to be wild. Yeah, uh, it's going to be good. I, I'm really excited. I think it's the most so, the most excited I've been for a show. I think maybe we'll go live that day or something because we need to do something special for our for our listeners on that day. Um, unless December you're there, 4th. yeah. Unless you're there, if you're listening, man, come by a T-shirt. Listen to us live. Come over to the show, man. Uh, and if you're at the show, come say hi. Yeah, come buy a t-shirt. And, and buy, buy a t-shirt. All right, man. So next week, um, I, I'm going to do a list next week based around Survivor Series because that's coming up. 
Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do um I'm gonna okay. do one that's kind of fun. Survivor series has got a lot of debuts on it. Very true. Very and true. I'm, I'm going to be counting down the top seven Survivor Series debuts of all time. All right. Rocky Maivia. Rocky Maivia, oh, right. Kurt Angle, the Gobbledygooker, the Undertaker. <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on in Survivor Series, man. I won't, I won't lie. I was watching the TSM was showing um, old footage the other day of the, of the very first Raptors game. Oh, no kidding. Did, did, did you happen to see that? No. I didn't see so them. so when they were they were unveiling them. Did you ever see them unveil the mascot for the Raptors? I never saw them unveil the mascot. I saw them unveil the logo and and uh, well, Isaiah Thomas. Okay, well they were unveiling the mascot and these big muscly fucking shirtless dudes come walking out with like one of those fucking things, you know, like mm. they used to carry. Uh, I King did Mabel see this on. actually. They have the eggs, and, it, yeah. and there's a giant egg, and the the, the fucking things and stuff. And I was just like, holy fuck! The Raptors mascot was the gobbledygooker. <laughs> those fucking Guerreros are getting everywhere. Right, exactly. Either that, or it was King Mabel. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> well, just the egg, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, King Mabel in an egg. That'd be. Uh, I mean, that's a draw. The Undertaker and, thought he and, was going to be Eggman. Did you ever hear that, that story? Oh yeah, yeah. He told that on the uh, Austin thing, and, but but then but then it's still Hector Guerrero in inside of King Mabel. <laughs> it's really weird. Well, I mean, Mabel was the world's largest love machine for a while. He was. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going off the rails here. Then you what got you a little think? Latino heat. You want to okay. take this home? Let's take it home and uh, yeah, we plugged everything. It's late. Let's do this. www.canadatime.com on behalf of Final Battle, um, we're not ready to say goodnight and goodbye to, to ROH yet. There's still a, still a few months, but uh, we'll do another ROH show in March, probably. And we are going to do an ROH along, show but... that you're, that Mike is making his debut on Class yes. Match Classroom. I'm putting together 100%. something special yeah. for the history of ROH. Yeah, but uh, this is our first, the first part of our several month long tribute to the end of an era yeah uh, i want to do an roh list um not next week but the week after i'm going to do one all right on behalf of final battle and the seven greatest matches of that pay-per-view we have been counted out cheers <laughs>